0: You're listening to Your Best Life, powered by MercyOne. Join us as we have a fun conversation with certified experts and physicians about health topics for you and your family. It's your best life, our one purpose. Hello Mercy
1: One podcast listeners. Today we are joined by Rebecca Peterson, the director of House of Mercy. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us today. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
1: Yeah, so today I wanted to talk about mental health, more specifically mental health within the workforce. You know, coming out of COVID and having the ability to have things be hybrid has been very beneficial for employees that may need one or two mental health days. Um, And I was just wondering, how can employees prioritize their mental health?
0: Great. Well, I'm so glad you're bringing up this topic. It's so needed right now, so important. So um, hopefully our listeners will, will learn a lot from this conversation. I would say to make mental health a priority, it really takes each and every one of us knowing ourselves, so having that awareness, um about whether or not things are going well for you or whether there's additional stress, additional symptoms that are happening that need um, some greater attention. So I think starting there with the awareness is going to be the key.
1: Yeah. For those younger listeners that may be coming out of college or people just starting their career, when applying for work, often um, companies will ask organizations, will ask if there is any accommodations due to mental health needs. How can employees feel comfortable asking
0: for those accommodations? I think starting before even starting with accommodations, um, I would say when you're starting your career, find out what kind of level of support you have. So what kind of support do you have with benefits, with um, EAP programs or other options for more formalized mental health therapy um, as part of your benefits package, but then also looking at um, how you can use. Would your supervisor, would the manager of uh, your position be somebody who you would connect with, somebody who you'd feel comfortable talking with? Um, and then beyond that, if you do have a therapist um, or you know somebody, or a doctor who's working with you on mental health diagnosis or treatment, making sure that your employer knows what. That looks like. So, if the accommodation might be I have to leave early on specific days, that you're upfront and transparent about that because of your appointments. Um, And your therapist can help you um, have those conversations and come up with those specific accommodations depending on what your needs are. So I don't be afraid to ask for sure.
1: Speaking about um, therapy and like mental health, I understand that as time has gone on, that there may be a stigma about, you know, if someone's going to therapy, that that means that there might be something wrong with them or they may feel that way. What can people do to break down that stigma for those people who are just, you know, maybe taking the steps into going to therapy or considering that? How can people feel more comfortable about, wanting to seek help
0: and talking to a therapist. Yeah, I mean stigma is very real and unfortunately it does prevent people from seeking help. There's kind of a catchy campaign called It's okay not to be okay and I think the more we talk about that, um hopefully that breaks down some of that stigma and um just educating ourselves that really mental health is on a continuum. So you're going to maybe at any given time in your life experience some symptoms and some people have greater symptoms and are more severe on that continuum. And then there's others that have milder symptoms. And so if we just approach it in that sense of it could be anywhere from mild, moderate to severe symptoms, and that everyone's going to experience mental health issues at some point in their life. It helps normalize it, and hopefully, people are more apt to get help. Um, and then knowing where to get help once you're, once you're ready and willing to do so. Yeah,
1: I I agree. I think that it's very um, you know important to be able to distinguish the difference between having just a, a bad day, you know, waking up on the wrong side mm-hmm. of the bed, and then being able to distinguish like if something's been continuous and if something's been going on. I think that that campaign will also be really great for getting people talk about mental health on more of a positive note, you know, Mm -hmm. and how there's signs of things that can be mental health concerns that are not exactly like visible. Mm -hmm. And in those cases, it may be hard in the workforce for people to like managers and supervisors to notice that within employees. So how would you um, encourage an employee to start that conversation with their supervisor? How could they, you know, approach them?
0: Hopefully it's part of the regular meetings that you have, either one-on-one meetings or if there's some sort of group meeting that people can check in with one another. How are you doing? Um, Is there anything you need help with? So some of those conversations are going to be more private in the individual uh, meeting, but um, I think those connections are just really key in being able to, um, recognize if we know each other, if we have relationship with one another, then we're going to know when people are a little off or, um, not doing so well. And then it's just going to be, um, more likely that they do reach out for help or talk or have those conversations with the manager. Um, yeah, I think it all comes down to just really, um, back to self-awareness and um, knowing one another and connecting. And I think that's harder as we do have more online or hybrid meetings. You maybe don't have those conversations as openly. And so we as managers have to get more creative and maybe that's scheduling um, some additional check-ins or um, scheduling some face-to-face time if most of our work is remote right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, along that self-awareness, uh, when it comes to – mental health in the workforce, a common, um, according to like a survey done by inner body research, some of the most common reasons for mental health days was because there was a decline in efforts. There was burnout and someone may be experiencing more stress than usual in their life. And along with those, um, can come mental health illnesses such as anxiety, depression, and OCD. And those are just some of the more common ones that have been, people have been able to like distinguish, um, what are the differences between anxiety, depression, and OCD and some of the symptoms that people can notice, like employers can
0: notice within their colleagues? Mm-hmm. I think the the easiest way to look at those symptoms would be really any behavior change. So a lot of times if there's you're eating more food or less food, you're getting more sleep or less sleep, um, any of those major life changes, you're isolating more so, or you have um, anxiety to the point where it's causing you to avoid certain situations or make changes in your life. Um, those are kind of a lot of the big ones. So any major life changes, any major um, symptoms that are getting in the way of you, living your life, connecting with um, people participating in relationships, any of those types of um, symptoms would definitely be something you would want to um, talk to your employee about or talk to your manager about if you're experiencing yeah. that.
1: I know uh, sometimes when people are starting out in their first career, or even when they're you know getting promoted to like a new position, it can be difficult to balance that uh, work life kind mm-hmm. of balance between wanting to work all the time, but also remembering that you need to have some time off. So what are some things that people can do to promote a healthy work-life balance?
0: We talk a lot in therapy about coping skills and being able to develop your whole kind of toolbox of different skills that you can use when you're experiencing some of those symptoms and, um, making sure that you are finding what works best for you when it comes to balance. One of my favorite resources that I've used during this time of COVID, um, is a book by Emily and Amelia Nagowski called burnout. And it talks a lot about how our stress and our, um, you know, feelings of stress and feelings of burnout—it really is a is something that happens physiologically in your body. And so, in order to move past that and um, not experience the negative. Um, consequences of all that stress is really on a daily basis doing something for your body to release that stress. And that's going to look different for different people. So for me, I use a lot of meditation, mindfulness activities, and yoga. For other people, it's going on a two-mile run or doing some, some sort of cardio exercise. But connecting that mind and body really to discharge that stress and burnout is something really important when we talk about balance. Um, And that's something you can do on a daily basis because we experience stress on a daily basis. Um, But, you know, I think those are things that we can talk more about in the workforce is what does balance look like for you and for each job that might look different for each person that might look different. But the key point is, Coming up with a plan that's going to work that you can implement, and maybe sharing that plan with your management or with your team so that um, you can hold each other accountable for that.
1: Yeah. So, since COVID, um, I know that that allowed people to have the opportunity to work from home and almost take a little bit more time for themselves because everything was put on pause. What has been the difference between mental health awareness? Previous to that, as to now, is it more prominent now? Or people talking about it more? Um, Is mental health therapy is it more a need now? Mm -hmm. What has been the differences?
0: Yeah, we've seen an increase in need. We've seen, um, as you mentioned before, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression coming back out of this, you know, transition from COVID, and whether that was fears and anxiety about getting sick, or just fears and anxiety about changes that they've had to make in their schedule and in in their life. Um, or just now as we try to get back to normal a little bit, how that, um, is, is changing things.
1: I just wanted to reiterate how I strongly personally believe that mental health is super important. I mean, you have physical health and how people go for their you know, their year- yearly checkups to make sure everything's well, the same way that I believe people should also be able to do that with their mental health. The non-visible signs are just as important as the visible signs of someone's health. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Yeah,
0: I, th- I think don't be afraid to get more information and more resources. There's a lot available at Mercy One. Um, we have a great group of behavioral health specialists, therapists, psychiatrists um, who are able to help meet those needs. Um, and then there's a lot of um, other resources too. So don't be afraid to um, implement new things, try new things and talk about it with each other so that you can be there to support um, other colleagues and and other relationships that you have.
1: Perfect. Thank you for speaking with me today, Rebecca. Thank you so much.
0: Send us your feedback at mercyone.org backslash podcast. Your best life podcast can be found anywhere that podcasts are streamed.